Chazal say, Kol dor nivna b'yomov, ki'ilu b'yomov. Any generation in which the Besamikdash is not built in their days, it's as if it had been destroyed in their times. Meaning, had the Besamikdash been in existence today, in our generation, because of our sins, it would have been destroyed. We would not be worthy for the Besamikdash to endure. And this is a mind-boggling statement. What about all the generations with all those tzaddikim that preceded us? Had they had the Beis HaBikdash, would it have been destroyed? What about those generations that had such mysterious nefesh for Torah and mitzvahs? They broke the ice and frigid weather to toil themselves in a mikveh so they can perpetuate further generations. They subsisted on meager pieces of moldy bread so they can observe the laws of kashras. What about the people that literally sacrificed their lives al Kiddush Hashem? If this statement is taken literally, then the generation in which the Beis HaMikdash will finally be rebuilt will somehow have to manage to be greater than any that preceded it. Because if all the previous generations were considered destroyers of the Beis HaMikdash, then is it possible that the final generation will manage to be more righteous than all the other generations that preceded it? It is well known that the generations are becoming progressively weaker. So to which generation can Mashiach possibly come to? So the Tzvah says something so profound. Since the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash 1,953 years ago, there's a quota of merits that must be met in order for us to be zoichet to the construction of the Beis HaMikdash. Hashem has a specific number in mind. Every tefillah, every tear, every mitzvah, every word of Torah is collected carefully by Hashem and put into this vessel. And when that quarter is met, that is when we will merit our final redemption. Says the Sfasemis, there have been many generations following the Harbin in which there were many exceptionally worthy and pious people. And they began the process of filling that vessel. And every generation adds to which its preceding dar has already generated. So the Geula will come as a result of a cumulative process in which the spiritual achievements of each generation will be added to those of all preceding generations until finally we reach the target level. Therefore, every generation that adds spirituality to the world participates in building the Beis HaMikdash. We say in Benching and Ishmael Ezrei, Boine Yerushalayim, present tense. We don't say Yivna, future tense. We don't ask that Hashem should build Yerushalayim. Because the reality is that Hashem is actively building Yerushalayim every second of every day. Every mitzvah, for every good deed, Hashem is adding another brick, another brick. If the Nisoyan is greater, He's adding a boulder, He's adding a wall. And this does not apply only if we actively do a mitzvah. Every time we abstain from doing something inappropriate, every time we bite our lip and don't speak and don't respond, or close our eyes and don't look, or close our ears or walk away and don't listen, we are adding another brick. As human beings, we can only see the things that people do. We can't see things that people don't do. But Hashem sees the things that you don't look at, the places you didn't go, the hurtful words that were not spoken, the words you did not listen to. The more difficult the challenge, the more that gets added. Now Hashem is adding an entire wall. An entire gate. When Mashiach comes and the third base Amigdash will descend from heaven, every brick will have a name on it. This brick was generously sponsored by Moshe, by Leah, by Dina, by Chaim. Can you imagine having your name on the menorah or the Mizbeach?
and they will not sell the bricks every Simchas Torah. These names will be on there for all eternity. We understand reward for things we physically do. Doing a mitzvah, learning Torah, doing chesed. But when we don't do something, when we abstain from doing something inappropriate, or seeing, or talking, or hearing something inappropriate, we think, okay, that's natural. This is what we're supposed to do. There's no reward for that. But the reward for Sheval Tasa is just as great as doing something but Kimbase. So every second you abstain and hold back, it's as if you're actively doing another mitzvah. In fact, the reward for restraint is even greater than doing a physical action. The Gemara says in Mesechtas Cholm, The world endures only in the merit of those who are who keep quiet at the time of an argument. They're getting yelled at, they're getting mocked, they're getting ridiculed, and they don't respond. They are the people who are holding up this world. It's not the people who donate buildings to yeshivas, or save people's lives, or visit the sick, or marry off orphans. It's the people that have restraint and don't respond when they're being taunted and embarrassed. The Grah brings a famous medrash, For every second that a person controls his tongue, He merits some of that hidden light that was concealed from that no angel or other creature can even imagine. And besides the tremendous chus of keeping the world afloat, it is written in Sfarim, that at that moment of keeping silent, we merit the special power of prayer. Rabbi Yitzchak Zilberstein in Sefer Aleinu L'Shabeach relates an incredible story. A man who was married for several years and was not yet blessed with children. So one day he approached Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky. The man poured out his heart to Rabbi Chaim, asking for a suggestion of what he can do to merit children. Rabbi Chaim tells him, I don't see a way of how you will be zoichet to children. However, if you ever find someone who was insulted and they kept quiet, approach them and ask them for a bracha. The man was so excited. He thought, this should be pretty simple. People get insulted all the time. However, as time passed, he saw that it was not so easy to find someone who fit the description. One evening, he attended a wedding and he saw a man berating another person, embarrassing him and insulting him in public. The one being insulted did not react. He ignored him. The man thought to himself, this is my opportunity. He jumps out of his seat, runs over to the person being insulted, and he tells him, please, do me a favor, don't answer back. Please, this is so important to me. And the man remained silent until the angry man finally walked away. He then asked him for a bracha that he should marry children. Nine months later, the couple was zoicha to a baby boy. Rabbi Silberstein writes, that the person being embarrassed also merits tremendous issues. He writes, There was an elderly Ravi in Shalim who developed an infection in his leg that continued to worsen, and the doctors could not find a cure. His doctor informed him that amputating the leg was the only way to prevent the infection from invading the rest of his body. A date was set for the following week to amputate the infected leg. The day before he was to enter the hospital, this elderly Rav was walking down the street with the help of a student. When suddenly a woman emerged from her store, yelling and screaming at this Rav for causing much of her merchandise to be ruined. As she continued her tirade, people stopped to listen, causing more embarrassment. The Rav knew this was a case of mistaken identity, but he didn't say a word. 
recognizing that this woman was already in such a state of hysteria that nothing he would say would make any difference. Besides, he recognized the embarrassment he suffered certainly came directly from Hashem. The woman finished her tirade, returned to her store, and the Rav continued on his way. The following day, he is admitted to the hospital for surgery to remove his leg. The doctor examines the leg, and he's astonished. He tells the Rav, I can't really explain it, but upon further review, your leg will not have to be removed. Miraculously, the infection appears to have healed. Your leg will not require amputation. The Rav recognized there most certainly was a connection between his silence and the annulment of the decree for him to lose his leg. We don't know what Yeshua's, what blessings we will merit for a few seconds of silence. And now we know. Have an easy and meaningful fast.